Building Faith Podcast by Chris Reese Ministries is a podcast to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. For more tools, tips, and teachings, check out our community by going to chrisreese.com. That's K-R-I-S-R-E-E-C-E.com. We've all experienced guilt at some point in our lives, some more than others. But in the Christian community, there seems to be two extreme schools of thought. One camp is going to say, oh, there's so much wrong with me, and they feel more holy and humble for beating themselves up all the time. Now, the other camp says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Therefore, they vehemently reject any negative feelings. Well, hey, my friend, welcome back to another edition of the Building Faith Podcast. I'm your host, Chris and it is my mission, as always, to provide you with biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. Many of the feelings associated with guilt, shame, conviction, and condemnation come as a result of something you did or what someone has done to you. But you'll want to be very careful because these terms shouldn't be used interchangeably. So let's go ahead and break down what each of these terms mean and how to deal with them in a God-honoring way. For starters, guilt. Guilt is the result of having violated a specific rule or a law. Guilt is a state or a condition. 2 Corinthians 7.10 reminds us that godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. Guilt is a state of unhappiness marked by regret. It's not a feeling. You see, you could feel guilty and not be, and you could not feel guilty and be very guilty. And that is why this whole, you have your truth, I have mine mentality is so dangerous because it is based upon a deadened conscience. For example, according to the Bible, we are all guilty before God, Romans 3.10. Guilt is an awareness of a wrongdoing. It doesn't usually reflect on the person. There's usually ownership and accountability, hopefully. I could feel guilty, for example, for missing an appointment, and that guilt should lead me to apologize to the person and take measures to ensure that it doesn't happen again. There actually can be positive change as a result of guilt. Let's move on to shame. Shame is a feeling of pain that can occur after the feeling of guilt. But shame is not just about what you've done, but who you are. In the Bible, it is often used to describe a despised state and covering one's head. Shame has a way of taking a violation of a standard and making it now about oneself. Shame is more self-directed, whereas guilt is more action-directed. When shame is present, you will see an increased sense of anger, aggression, externalized blame, rumination. But Romans 10.11 reminds us that everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. The next is conviction. Conviction is an awareness of guilt or a wrongdoing. In the Bible, it is referred to as an action of corrective rebuking. Conviction exposes the sin in our lives and draws us to repentance. John 16, 8 says, And when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Conviction is actually the first step to receiving the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. After all, 
How can you be forgiven for something you don't know is wrong? Unless you recognize where you've fallen short, you cannot receive the gift of forgiveness and grace. And finally, condemnation. Condemnation, on the other hand, speaks of being in a genuine danger of God's future judgment, being cast out of God's presence. Condemnation, my friend, is unacceptable for believers. As Romans 8.1 says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And if you are feeling condemned by God because of your sins, then what you're saying is that your actions outweigh God's integrity. If, however, you're not a believer, condemnation may actually very be very well be accurate. But the good news is this, there is a way out of condemnation, and that is by accepting Jesus as your Savior and submitting your life to him. Then you have access to his throne of grace. And it says in 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Condemnation for a believer is the devil's handiwork. My friend, if you are feeling wrongly condemned because you felt convicted, this is the enemy sticking the knife in and then twisting it. Yes, we should feel bad for our sin, but after you've repented, it should never leave you feeling crippled and like a failure before God and others. Now, here is an example of how all of this can play out. Let's say I spread a rumor about my friend, and as a result, she gets hurt. Guilt says I feel bad for doing something bad. Shame says I am bad. Conviction says, ah. I need to right this wrong. And condemnation says it and I are beyond hope. Now, here's the connection that I'm seeing. This isn't always the case, but for the sake of generalities, guilt and conviction kind of fall into the same bucket and shame and condemnation fall into the same bucket. However, these words and feelings should not be used interchangeably. Just because you feel condemned, just because you feel guilty, doesn't mean we actually have to give in to that. We have to do an accurate assessment, of course, according to biblical truth. Because if you do, my friend, if you come into these uh, terms interchangeably and you give in, you could be missing what God is trying to address, or you could be ignoring what God is trying to deal with. It is possible that now that you've become a Christian, however, that you feel even more guilty than ever. Look, in in the past, before Christ, my BC days, I had no issues with sin. But after I became a Christian, I had a heightened awareness to my sin nature. And that's what the enemy wants to play off of. But as a Christian, here's what you need to remember to focus on. God's grace. Yes, Repent of your sins. Yes, turn from your wicked ways. But while you're doing that, also learn to relate to God in his love. Get to know him as father. Live in the new covenant because you are a new creation. You have been made new. It wasn't that you washed away your sins before, my friend, and it won't be you to rectify them now. And if your guilt and condemnation are coming from something that was done to you, I want to encourage you to run into the loving arms of your father and leave that guilt baggage behind. 
He is more than happy to take it off your shoulders because my friend, it should never have been there in the first place. Guilt and uh, conviction should be expected in the life of the believer. If you never feel bad for anything that you do, I really question your relationship with Christ because even non-believers experience guilt. However, condemnation is not the lot for the believer, ever. Those who come under it have taken demonic bait. So what do you do when you're carrying guilt and condemnation? If you've fallen short, repent. My friend, he's faithful to forgive you. If you've already done that, tell Satan to skip off and tell your own mind to get in line with God's truth. And if you've ever wondered what God wants you to do with your life, I want to invite you to grab a copy of my free Uncover Your God-Given Purpose Guide. I will go ahead and include a link in the description section below. Are your thoughts giving you life or sucking the life right out of you? There's a famous saying that says, as a man thinks, so is he. So what happens when your mind is a mess? Well, maybe you're the type that replays thoughts over and over again in your head, or perhaps you think the worst of everything and everyone, including yourself. If so, my online course, Renew Your Mind, can help. I created this course to help you overcome doubt and disbelief, embrace the truth about what God says about you, control the conversation in your mind, and stop spiraling thoughts before they get out of control, and so much more. If you are ready to retrain your brain to think in a more productive and godly way, go ahead and check out Renew Your Mind. I will go ahead and include a link in the description section below. Okay, now back to the episode. Thank you for listening to the Building Faith Podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more resources mentioned in this podcast, go to chrisreese.com. While you're there, help us keep the Building Faith Podcast on the air by becoming a monthly supporter or by making a one-time donation. Well, my friend, until next time, remember, all things are possible with God.